A cold wind blew through the blackened trees of the mire. The moldy scent of rotting vegetation and fetid mud irritated Picayune's nose and eyes. The once beautiful forest now had a thick layer of muck and grime coating everything, strangling all but the hardiest plants. Yet the land had an eerie glow. Something unnatural raised the hair on the knight's arms and neck. Above him the night sky was clear and starry, but his companion below snorted and flicked his ears back at the unusual quality of the landscape. Their arrival in the forest had sparked a series of unsettled calls from unknown creatures, as if they were warning each other of Picayune's presence. He spun his family's heirloom in his hands as his eyes darted left and right. The long sword, puissant, still dripped blood from their recent kill. Picayune looked behind him in the direction of Port Haven. Even though he had already traveled a week from it, he could still see the former majestic splendor of the crown city. Recalling disturbing images of the city's fate, he closed his eyes and grasped the reins tight enough to turn his knuckles white. He shifted in the saddle as grim memories filled his mind. His betrothed, Dauphine, was at his side when the ear-piercing shriek filled the sky. He ran with her through the cobblestone streets, trying to avoid the chaos of fleeing people. When the black dragon bore through a steeple, the fallen rubble pinned her legs under tons of debris. Take this, she beckoned from beneath the stones, handing him the gem her father had given her. You know I've never cared for the magical baubles your father makes. Another scream from above, and the sound of an explosion made him instinctively jump back as more of the wall crashed down at his feet. No! he cried aloud, startling his horse, dauntless, as he returned to the present, slashing the air with his sword. When the echoes of his yell diminished, the calls from distant animals increased in intensity, as if in response. He remembered the look on the face of the king. As they stood in a dilapidated space that used to be the throne room, the look of despair on the king's face burned into the knight's soul. Defeat that hideous monster at any cost, the king told him. Picayune accepted the quest and ran to his mount. You have never failed me in any of the epic battles we have fought. Together we will see another victory. Picayune took a deep breath as he returned to the present. Filling himself with a new resolve, he slid from his stallion's back into mud that oozed around his feet. He glowered as he lifted a plated boot in disgust. Wiping grime, sweat, and blood onto his sleeve, he no longer cared about his tunic. The fabric wasn't fit for rags after the abuses of the mire. Dauntless whinnied, prancing in place behind him, catching Picayune's concentration. The normally pristine, pearly white horse was stained with dirt from a hard day's ride, and blood from the many vile denizens that had dared to stand in their path. After removing a rag from under the saddle, Picayune wiped blood from the blade. Dauntless snorted and flicked an ear to catch his owner's words. You've seen more death than a legion of the king's best warriors. The knight patted the animal's thick neck to calm him, then traced a finger down the blood groove of his blade. Puissant, do not fail me tonight. Strapping the weapon to his back, he removed a metal heater shield from the stallion's saddle. The dented interior had enough reflective surface left to show him his condition. He sighed in disgust at his disheveled appearance and slung the shield on his back over his sword. 
With one hand, he lifted his pouch so the other could retrieve the one item that would guarantee his victory. He removed the faceted emerald his love had entrusted to him. He spun the jewel around several times in his hand, feeling the edges as he stared at the black star pattern deeply embedded in the stone. I hope her father was correct when he blessed this, he thought. I still don't understand how something as simple and pure as this gem can find the weakness of my enemy, but I trust her conviction without question. He replaced the gem inside the safety of the pouch and examined his surroundings. He shook his head at the steep incline of the mountain that jutted oddly up from the mire about two horse lengths away and ventured forth. His first step was disastrous as he sank into the murky water up to his knee. Unable to maintain his balance, he fell face first.